Good morning from Fast Company. Here's our daily look into what's driving today's creative business leaders. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Zeke Robison, and this is Work Smarter from Fast Company. The last several years have served as one prolonged watershed moment for the early care and education sector. The pandemic and its many aftershocks, including a hit to labor force participation among women and a severe early childhood staffing shortage, helped many Americans unacquainted with these issues begin to understand the integral role that early care and education play in economic and social stability. Many employers became more aware of the challenges of raising children in the United States, where child care and early childhood education are not guaranteed, and in many places, and for many families, are prohibitively expensive and inaccessible. The national annual average price for child care in 2022 was $10,853. In some parts of the country, it can cost more than double that. A federal solution to this widespread and well-documented scourge has not emerged, though Congress came close to passing transformative legislation around child care in 2021. While other efforts have been proposed, and some have even passed, at the state and local levels, many working families are still left in the lurch. As a result, some employers have stepped in, offering a range of child care benefits in hopes of attracting and retaining qualified workers in a tight labor market. The idea that if employees are happy with their childcare arrangements, they will show up to work more focused and satisfied. In a recent Care.com survey administered to leaders from 500 companies, 46% said they are prioritizing childcare benefits in 2023. That probably has something to do with the fact that nearly 80% said they found that childcare benefits boost their company's productivity, recruitment, and retention. But, as far as solutions to childcare go, is employer involvement a good one? Not everyone thinks so. The growing popularity of this approach and the controversy surrounding it was the subject of a recent in-depth story that Ed Surge co-published with USA Today. Here are the key takeaways from that reporting. The first one, employer participation in childcare is gaining steam. Kindercare, a large for-profit operator of early care and education programs across the country, has seen its employer-sponsored child care program grow from 400 employer clients in 2019 to 600 today, representing a 50% increase. Those clients include companies such as Cisco, Google, and Walgreens. 
Meanwhile, WeCare, a network of mostly in-home childcare providers, launched a concierge-style childcare benefit service in late 2021 that now has more than 100 corporate clients. Even the federal government is warming to the idea of employer-sponsored childcare. In February, the Biden administration announced a plan that makes federal subsidies for semiconductor manufacturers contingent on companies' commitment to providing childcare assistance to employees. Next, childcare benefits come in many shapes and sizes. On-site childcare centers are a popular and visible approach to employer-sponsored childcare, in which employers typically partner with a third-party operator such as KinderCare or Bright Horizons to build and manage a childcare program in or near the facility where employees are centrally located. However, this is one of many models. Employers can also partner with established childcare programs in their communities to reserve slots for employees. They can offer backup care for employees when childcare needs arise unexpectedly, and they can provide financial assistance to employees via pre-tax benefits such as dependent care flexible savings accounts or monthly stipends to offset the cost of childcare for families. Another takeaway? Families want maximum flexibility. On-site childcare used to be the thing, says Dan Figursky, president of the KinderCare division that helps employers build out childcare benefits. Now, people want more flexible arrangements. Today, many of the employees who once reported in person every day to company offices are now working remotely some or all of the time. As a result, on-site childcare has lost some of its convenience and appeal. KinderCare's tuition benefit program, which allows families to use their workplace benefits at any of the 1,500 KinderCare centers across the country, has seen a 40% increase in participation since the pandemic began. Financial benefits, such as stipends toward the cost of childcare, seem more likely to prosper in this new era. Also, workers have unequal access to childcare benefits. One of the arguments against employer provided childcare is that, like other job linked benefits, such as healthcare, it is typically available to some, not all, employees. A part time worker likely wouldn't get to take advantage of their employer's childcare benefits. People who work non-traditional hours, say a construction or healthcare worker on the night shift, are also less likely to be offered childcare that meets their needs. Historically, job-linked childcare benefits have been available to white-collar employees, not shift workers. Some people, employers and childcare operators among them, would argue this is changing. The Dollywood Company, which runs a theme park and resort in eastern Tennessee with 3,800 employees, offers monthly financial assistance for childcare in lieu of an on-site center so that the benefit could be available to all workers, from the right operators to accountants, regardless of their hours. Still, data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics shows employer-provided childcare benefits remain rare among low earners. And finally, this approach is not embraced by all. Employer-sponsored childcare is an idea that has split the early care and education sector in recent months. Some believe that it's an acceptable solution in the absence of a perfect one, and that it will suffice while they wait for the large public investment that many have been advocating for for years. Others feel that employer involvement could distract and detract from the push for a new, better system. That's all today from Fast Company. Talk to you tomorrow. Spoken Layer.